is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business. And I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started and cheers to your pivot. Hey there, it's Dr. Taryn, your leadership coach. Welcome back to another episode of Cheers to Your Pivot. We are rocking and rolling through this Prioritize Purpose mini-series, and I am walking you through phase one of my Cheers to Your Pivot framework. As you all know, if you've been listening, this is my signature framework that I use with clients to help them pivot to their next chapter in life and leadership, ultimately giving them the tools they need to lead their way and to do work that matters to them and the communities that they serve. So last week, I introduced you to Anna and her transformational story with insights into how we worked through challenging her limiting beliefs. I already know how much this episode really resonated with people in a real way because we can all connect with feelings of inadequacy and negative self-talk. I mean, sometimes you can just talk yourself out of doing something because you're feeling like you're too much of something or you're not enough of something. So if you missed that one, go check it out. All right. So as we end the Prioritize Purpose miniseries, I am going to give you seven critical criteria for deciding and declaring what you want in life. We are unlocking intel on what it takes to truly grieve that old vision and grab that new world. Are you ready? So when we think about this prioritizing purpose phase of the Cheers to Your Pivot framework, this third step is about deciding and declaring. Decisively declaring what you want involves a combination of things. It involves self-awareness, self-confidence, effective communication, and goal-oriented action. When you decisively declare what it is that you want, the doors to possibility and opportunity, they literally open. They open up. And so, in fact, there's a quote that I really love. I'm sorry, I have no idea who I should be quoting for this because I've heard it (laughs) so many different variations. I should do my research on that. I tried and I don't know, but I will find out. I will come back with that information. But here is the quote. I love it, I love it, and I repeat it so often. Those of you who know me have heard me already share this quote before. So here it is. Don't be surprised how the universe responds once you have decided. I'm going to repeat that because I love it. Don't be surprised how the universe responds once you have decided. In both of my frameworks, the Cheers to Your Pivot framework, which is the framework I use for self-transformation and 
my framework for prioritizing equity belonging, which is my framework for systems level transformation. So in both of those frameworks, the first phase includes deciding and declaring because it requires that practice and implementation of effective internal and external communication skills. So here are the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what you want. Number one, clarify. Number one is clarify. Do the work to make sure that you have a clear and well-defined understanding of what you want. You'd be surprised how difficult this step is of defining what it is that you really want. So take the time to think through your goals and aspirations. Be able to precisely articulate them. So I want to share with you, in March of this year, I presented at a local women's leadership conference. It was wonderful. I met so many great people. And after speaking to a room about 50 people, I offered each person in the room a free coaching call to talk about their goals. So more than half of that room book calls with me. It was amazing. And I'll say this, many of them though, they struggled to identify what they wanted while we were on the call. There was so much resistance. It was almost as if they didn't deserve to just say it and clarify what it is that they wanted. For some, it was literally an unknown idea and no one had ever asked them before. And I think I must remind you, I was in a room full of women. So many of them were moms, caretakers, and wives, and all of them were in some sort of leadership. So naturally, women in leadership tend to take on a motherly role, even at work, because it's like a societal kind of like norm for women to take care of other people and put our needs last. And so it was overwhelming for some of these women in leadership who booked calls with me because they wanted to talk about their goals and what they wanted. It was overwhelming for them to even think about the question because they hadn't even considered if they were deserving enough for those desires. They hadn't even considered that this was something they should be doing, asking themselves for a moment to selfishly think of what they wanted. But however, if you're going to do self-transformation work and in that first phase is about prioritizing purpose, which is the beginning of the journey to leading your way and doing work that matters, you need to first clarify and articulate what you want. So number one of the seven criteria for decisively declaring what you want is to clarify. Number two, ownership. Number two is ownership. You have to take ownership of your desires and aspirations. Many of us walk through life doing what someone else said was good for us to do. Raise your hand if that's you. I know, I've been there. I, I really have. So it's okay because you can change that. Anything that you're aware of you can change. So take ownership. You can't attribute your desires and goals 
to external forces and factors. You cannot rely on others to define for you what you want. You have to pressure test your wants. You have to define your goals. You have to own them as your own, period. There's no other way around that. So you may have become a superintendent all in an effort to make your family proud. And when you do and you find out that it's not for you, you're afraid to do anything about that. In fact, you do nothing. You realize this isn't for you, but you do nothing. Why? Because you put all this time, money, energy into this high profile job. And all you can think about is if you leave now, what will your family think? What will your friends think? They will think I wasn't good enough. I will stay, even if it kills me, just to show them I can stick it out. I'll do this job for them, you say. No. Here's the thing. You cannot rely on others to define for you what you want. You have to pressure test your own wants. So in the event that you at one point wanted something, let's take that example of a superintendent. I want to be a superintendent. You get into the job. You find out it's not for you. Doing nothing might be good as a temporary step. But eventually, you have to decide what it is that you may want next. And it's completely fine that you have pressure tested that want and decided after feeling it, noticing that you don't want that anymore. When you take ownership for decisively declaring what you want, you are then in a position to fully move that next step forward. This means moving on from that position you've worked so hard for in order to pursue something that really lights you up and breathes new life into you and the world. Here's another example. It's a little different. It's not career focused, but I want to share this with you because I also work with clients who are focused on advancing equity and belonging in their organizations. So I work with leaders who really want to see their organization be the leader in racial and social equity. They want to be the leader in advancing that work forward. And so they want their teams to do the hard work of confronting bias and having difficult conversations about race and power with their colleagues and do the hard work, right? But as the leader, we often have to have a conversation about, have you though, done the work yourself to support your teams through that process. So here's a different way of owning it. Have you done the work yourself to support your team through such a a vulnerable process? Are you daring enough to ask yourself the hard questions first before pushing your team into spaces of complete vulnerability? These are the hard questions that I ask leaders that I'm working with so that they can better define what it is they want to personally accomplish first before requiring that work of their team. You shouldn't be requiring work of your team that you haven't done yourself. So I'm telling you, it's really good stuff. You have to own where it is that you want to go. So once you've clarified where you want to be, then own it and really take action forward. Number 
three of the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what it is you want is confidence. When you declare what you want, do so with confidence. Believe in the validity of your desires. Believe that they are worth pursuing. When you have that confidence and you decisively declare what you want, you don't hesitate or you don't make any excuses for what it is that you want. You express it with strength and conviction. And demonstrating this level of confidence, it takes practice. You may have to stand in the mirror at first and practice saying what it is that you want with confidence before telling a friend or a family member. Those closest to you will see right through you. And a good friend will say to you, you don't sound too sure of yourself. Let's try that again. (laughs) Okay, that's a good friend. A good friend is going to tell you, you don't, you're not there yet, friend, but I'm going to support you and I'm going to help you get there. That confidence is key. Confidence in the way you communicate with confidence, it's the difference between people who get stuff done and people who are listened to and people who don't get anything done or are not listened to. It's really a defining moment for people. So build that confidence down and begin practicing it once you've decided what it is you want. Start saying it out loud, even if it's in the mirror, with confidence. Number four of the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what you want is alignment. So what you want has to be aligned to your core values. Your core values really set the stage for how you think, how you behave, how you make hard decisions, all of it. What you want has to be congruent with who you are as a person and what matters most to you. So if family is a core value, perhaps a career that has you traveling 300 days out of 365 is not connected to your want. It's not actually aligned. It might have the money. It might have the perks. You might be able to work from home those couple of days that you're uh, away, (laughs) but it doesn't align to your core values. So that money won't do it. That money will feel like nothing when you're away from your family and you realize you're out of alignment with what matters most to you. Okay. So sometimes things look really sexy and exciting when you think about them, but when you truly weigh them against your core values, there's a major conflict there. That's actually great to discover in the decision phase. That's wonderful to discover in the decision phase. So it likely means that you've been presented with something that feels like a want, but after you pressure test it, it's actually not a want for you. So you don't miss it. You let it go and you let what's for you come to you. Number five of the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what it is that you want is open communication. Yes, make it public. Once you know what you want, communicate openly and honestly about what it is that you want with others. Be willing to share your goals with your partner, your children, your loved ones, etc. Listen, I remember when I told my husband I was going to pursue my business full time and I was quite overwhelmed by the idea of pivoting in such a big way. So I was kind of, I mean, I felt confident some days and then other days I was like, what are you doing? Are you nuts? You know, so, you know, that confidence was in and out. 
that clarity was sometimes in and out. So trust me, I know how it feels. But the best thing to do when you are feeling nervous about something and you're noticing that your nerves are making things unclear and your nerves are tapping on that confidence, that open communication is key. I had to just say, listen, I want to do this. I know it can be great, but I need your support. I need that emotional stability. I need you to believe in me, right? So we had to have those conversations and they weren't always easy, but in the end, those open lines of communication strengthened not only how I felt about my business, but it also strengthened my marriage and my relationship with my husband and also with my kids. I had to even have that conversation with my kids because they were used to my behaviors around money looking differently, but I was making every penny on my own. So I was much more conscious of the dollar. And so They had to make some pivots too, which is why that open communication is so important. So maybe it's not that you're starting a business and it's not as dramatic, but maybe you're starting a new position and your work hours might change or your income may change because you're working more in your passion and your purpose and the money has shifted a bit. Maybe there's less money in the work that you will do that's best situated to fulfill your purpose. I mean, that open communication is critical. You'll need to openly communicate with the people that you love in order to fully step into this new direction and decisively declare what it is you want. You can't tiptoe around it. You can't act on your own in a silo alone and think you're just going to keep everyone, all the naysayers out. Sometimes the naysayer may be right in your family and you still need to communicate with them because that communication will strengthen how convicted you are to actually go after what you want. So do the hard thing and have that open communication. All right, number six of the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what you want is action. Listen, we can't just talk about it. We got to be about it. Act on your wants. Take deliberate steps towards your goals and actively pursue what it is you want. I can't remember what book I was reading. It could have been James Clear, Atomic Habits. However, this idea of taking action is more important than just feeling inspired and motivated to start. Taking action on your goals is important to building the momentum you need for when you actually don't feel inspired or motivated anymore to take action. So it's actually the opposite. We think we need to get an activity only when we feel so inspired to do so. No, those are the easy days to take action. We take action every day toward our goals after we've decided what we wanted because on the days you don't feel inspired, it will be that momentum that keeps you in activity. Transformation work is really exciting to think about because most of us, we really envision that final product, that final outcome, that experience we've been waiting for, that end result. However, 
the work of transformation, right? To to actually get from point A to point B, that action is quite boring and quite repetitive. It's not as glamorous and sexy as the end result of transformation is. It's in the everyday actions that we experience change. I'll repeat that. It's in the everyday actions that we experience change. When I decided to write my book, In All Lanes, of course it was exciting to think about being a best-selling author. I mean, in my head, I was shaking hands and greeting my fans on my Beyonce status, all in my head. (laughs) But I could see it all, the interviews, the lights. I mean, I was there. You couldn't tell me anything. However, the act of actually writing a book was nothing like was in my head. I wrote every single day for an entire year. Every single day. Some days I sat in front of the computer and I just stared at it. I literally would just stare because I was tired of opening up that computer and typing. But I knew in order for this goal to happen, if I was ever going to get to a book signing or shaking any hands, I had to do the everyday action of writing even when I didn't want to. So that was the importance of the momentum building. That's why I opened up the laptop every single day for a year, even on the days I didn't want to, because I wanted to actually see that outcome through. My book did become an Amazon bestseller. I have done some interviews for my book. There have been a few lights, I will say, and some cameras to go with it. So it happened, not quite like it did in my head, but It did happen. And I owe it all to knowing what I wanted and taking everyday action to get there. Okay, so number seven of the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what it is you want is accountability. Yes. How can we have seven criteria without accountability? (laughs) Owning it was part of it, but Holding yourself accountable to owning it is a whole nother story, okay? So hold yourself accountable to the pursuit of what you want in life. Track your progress towards your goals, adjust your approach when needed, remain responsible for your own success, even when you work with a coach or a team member or a family member or a supervisor, you are the one accountable for pursuing your goals. You are the one that's in charge of you. You are the only person who can do what it is that you do like you do it. You're the only one. So be accountable to yourself, your wants and your goals and honor that potential that you have inside of you. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, one of my greatest fears is not living up to my potential. I want to be my best for my family. I want to honor my gifts and talents. Therefore, I do my best to remain accountable for me. It's critical. The other seven are important, but I'll say this. Where there's accountability, where there's follow through, where there's consistent action, There's also momentum and success. Where there's 
no accountability, there's zero its success. And look, some things will happen by osmosis, I guess. I mean, there are things that just happen to you and and maybe you call them luck. I don't know. But when you are accountable for your yourself, those kind of things happen. Those lucky moments happen by intention. So it's very different than you having this moment in time. You can replicate those moments when you are accountable. So none of us are immune to difficult times. You can be accountable. There will still be hardship. We're not immune to that. But as Denzel Washington says, if you fall seven times, get up on eight. That's an accountable person. The accountable person gets up and decides, I'm going to keep going. All right, so there you have it, the seven critical criteria for decisively declaring what it is you want to get you in position to leading your way and doing work that matters most to you and the world. And this concludes the Prioritize Purpose mini-series. We made it. We made it through phase one of my signature framework. And next week, I want to do a recap. I want to talk about how phase one of my signature framework will set you up for doing all the work ahead in phases two and three. And I'll even share some real examples about what that looks like in real time. I am so excited that you've got to be on this journey with me and that I could share with you the work I love doing each and every day. Come back next week so we can keep the learning and the transformation going. Talk soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.